Hey, it's Ella and Daddy, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast, where our goal is to speak out the truth of the Bible so that our listeners may be encouraged to live in a manner worthy of their calling. Together, we pray that God would use this episode to strengthen and guide you on your faith journey. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we actually have decided to start another um, series. So just kind of like we did our sin series a couple episodes back, we decided to start another series. And this one, we're going to title it our self series. And I know this sounds a little besides the point of our podcast, because our podcast title is not me, but you and Mm -hmm. we really try to remove ourselves, um, place the spotlight in God. But hear us out on this. So it's going to be a self series, but really it's going to be, do you call it an acronym? Is that the right thing? I have no idea. Grammar. Don't ask me. It's going to be the, the beginning of the word. So like talking about the prefix. Oh yeah. It's not the acronym. It's the prefix. (laughs) So it's going to be like self-control or selfishness or self-worth, self-esteem, all of these, um, self words Mm -hmm. is kind of our point of this series or that's where we we think we're going with this right so even though it's self-series like all these topics that we are talking about are things that the bible mentions and so we are just going to take a look at what the bible says about these things and address it and we're just kind of throwing the whole self thing on there because like they're all self words so it just kind of works i guess so We're really excited for this series because the Sin series went well, and so I'm excited for this one. Right. So our first topic of the day, or I guess of this week's podcast, is self-worth. And we've decided that encompassing in self-worth, we also need to talk about self-esteem and define both of them because they are two very distinctly different things. And I think our society and just, just personally me as a whole... I never understood that. I really didn't understand the difference between self-worth and self-esteem, and they are two entirely different topics. Right. Honestly, learning about this, um, these two things, self-worth and self-esteem, has changed my perspective. I've learned a lot on it because I am really, really, really not a fan of, like, the whole self-love movement and whatever, and so when I'd see something on social media or wherever and it'd be like, know your worth, I would roll my eyes and be like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous, no. But I realized, like, yes, we should know our worth because, well, we'll get into exactly what that is. I don't want to give it all away, but... Yes. I, my opinions have changed on it through this. Oh, I agree. My opinions have definitely changed as well. So first, before we like get into it, I want to clearly define for you the difference between self-worth and self-esteem. So first off, self-esteem, what is it? So self-esteem is a personal feeling of worth based on performance. And when we say based on performance, it's based on my expectations as well. So if I had an expectation that I was going to bake a perfect cake but then I baked a mediocre cake. Well, my self-esteem would likely plummet because I didn't high expectation and a low performance. And so (laughs) I'm just giggling because Addie says her self-esteem will plummet over how her cake turns out. I don't know. I was trying to like come up with a good example. I understand. I'm just just (laughs) making fun of you. Well, anyway, so my, since my expectation and my performance didn't align, I would likely have a low self-esteem at that. However, if I 
was going to bake a cake and I only had three of the five ingredients, I would probably have a very low expectation for that cake. <laughs> and if it turned out like mediocre, kind of well, I would be like, oh my gosh, my self-esteem would probably go up because my expectations were lower than my perform mm-hmm. or my expectations were lower and I performed above my expectations. So that's kind of what self-esteem is. And that can be, there's a lot of different categories that affect that. It's not just it's not just like baking a cake like um just the people you're around your friend group your family they have a huge influence on your self-esteem and I would say social media also has a really big influence on that and then just like life experiences you've had and whatever but so while we were getting ready for this I listened to a podcast on self-esteem self-worth that whole thing and one thing the guy shared in there that I thought was really cool is an equation for where our self-esteem comes from and so he has self-esteem over like on the left side where the y is then equals p divided by 3e and so the p is performance and then it is over three expectations and so these three expectations are our expectations for ourselves or expectations that other people have for us, and then the expectations that we think people have for us. So performance, let's start with that. Let's say you do something in school or at work or whatever. Well, your self-esteem is going to fluctuate based on the expectation that you set for yourself. So maybe you set really low standards and then your performance was really good. Well, your self-esteem is going to go up. And then maybe um, your boss or whoever tells you, oh, great job on that. Your self-esteem will go up. And then the third thing, maybe someone tells you good job or bad job or whatever, but you think in your head they mean something different, your self-esteem is going to change that way as well. So I don't know. I just thought that was a really cool way of explaining how self-esteem works. I I don't know. I just liked it. I thought I'd share yeah, and I think it's interesting, too, so that we we have um, the P on the top, so our performance, but then it's divided three different ways. So it's going to come out as, like, if we put numbers into that equation, it's going to come out as a low number. Our performance has to be really, really high in order for these three expectations to even out, if that makes sense. Mm. So I don't know. Just interesting. But yeah. Moving on to self-worth, because, like we said earlier, self-esteem and self-worth are two completely separate things, especially in a biblical context. So self-worth is our God-given worth and value that does not fluctuate based on performance. So performance and expectations are just out here. They do not apply Mm -hmm. at all. So our self-worth is not earned and it is not deserved. Instead, it is God-given. It was given by God nothing can change it. My performance doesn't change it. My expectations doesn't change it. What someone says about me doesn't change it. It's done. Mm -hmm. It's given to me. I have worth because of what God says I am. Right. Like Addie said, there is nothing you can do to give yourself more or less worth. You can't take away any worth. You can't add any worth. If you are a human being and you're listening to this pod, well, even if you're a human being and you're not listening right now, you have worth just because you're a human being. And that's all there is to it. Right. And you have worth because you are a human being. But what does God say? What does God say our worth is? 
if we like open up the Bible and we truly start reading out of the lens of what does God say I am and who am I? Well, number one, you're going to find out that you're a child of God. That's clear right off the bat. And there's things like in Genesis 1 um, verse 27, we are made in the image of God. We're obviously not God, but God modeled us after him. Mm -hmm. That's, that's amazing. That's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing God says about our self-worth is the fact that we are chosen. Ephesians 1 verse 4 says, For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. God chose us. He has saved us. We have worth because God chose us and he saved us. And I definitely recommend the book of Ephesians because it really goes through and explains. Here's what... God did. Here is who you are. You are a new creation in Christ. And so if you are struggling with self-worth or you're just not still not understanding it, I definitely recommend reading the book of Ephesians. Right. That's a good place too. Psalms also has a couple other good references to who God says we are. And one of those is we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's in Psalms 139 verse 14. God also says that we are set free. So in Galatians 5 1, it says for for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. And playing into that verse two of slavery, we are no longer a slave. We're no longer a slave to sin anymore. Mm -hmm. That's what God says we are. God says in Galatians 4, 7, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if you are a son, then you are also an heir through God. We are an heir to God and a citizen of heaven if we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Right. right. And yeah, I just want to mention like all these things we're talking about, like all these things that the Bible says about our self-worth. We get this worth because of what God did. And all these verses we're reading about how you are not a slave to sin. Christ has set you free. Like, yes, you still have worth, but these verses don't apply to you unless you have put your faith and your hope and your trust in Jesus Christ. You are not set free from sin if you didn't put your trust in Jesus Christ. So, like, you still have worth. You're a human being. You are worthy of life because God created you. But I'm just saying you're not set free from sin until you have let God take that sin from you. Right, but you are still made in the image of God, and you are yes. still fearfully and wonderfully made. You are still God's child. Right. You are still right. all of these things, but yes, there are some specific ones that do not necessarily apply unless you have put that faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone. Yeah, just wanted to throw mm -hmm. that disclaimer out there. Right. So, not to confuse anybody. Mm -hmm. And so... We have a much larger list, just this link to an article, and there's probably 25 to 30, maybe even more, and it just lists out who God says we are and who we are in Christ, and then it lists scripture underneath that. And so we're going to link that below because I think that's really important for people to stop and look at and just read through. Like, who does God say I am? Where is my worth coming from? Because this is, this is our worth. Our worth is found in Christ and in Christ alone, and in nothing else. And mm -hmm. also, I think we should be looking for this as we start reading our Bible. So we've talked about before in our How to Read the Bible episode about how we should be looking 
um, as we read the Bible, we should be looking to see who God is and who his character is. You know, God is loving. He keeps his promises, all of these things. But we should also be looking at who does God say I am? Like God is telling me that I'm his child. I am set free. I'm not a slave. I am chosen. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. All of these things, God is pointing out to us that this is our worth. And so let's go to our Bible and let's look at that, put on our biblical lens and see who God says we are, because that is our worth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That really reflects God and who he is and his character. And so just knowing that we have this infinite worth just because we are made in the image of God, even though we're still sinful human beings, how much more does that reflect on God? His infinite worth, his infinite holiness and perfection And so I really think just the way that God describes how we have worth in his word, it also shows how much worth, how much more worth he has. But moving on a little bit. So when I was researching, whatever, getting ready for this, I thought it'd be interesting to Google, like, how do you find self-worth? Because the world has so many crazy ideas. And the first thing that came up was a big headline and it said, here are five ways to nourish your self-esteem when it is low. And the first thing I read, like the first line, I was like, oh my gosh, Google is already wrong. Cause I looked up, how do you find self-worth? Here's how to nourish your self-esteem. I'm like, eh, not what I'm looking for. Self-esteem and self-worth are not the same thing. But I thought it was kind of funny just reading some of the things because We are told and we believe as Christians that we have worth because of what God has done for us and because we are made in his image and we are human beings. End of story. There's nothing we can do to change that. But on Google, it said, like, use positive affirmations. Um, Identify your competencies and develop them. Learn to accept compliments. Um introduce self-compassion and affirm your real worth all these things it's like here's what you need to do for yourself to boost your self-esteem all of these things are wrong they're all wrong like no there's nothing wrong with using positive affirmations and not like thinking about yourself like crap like no you don't want to do that but don't look to the world for self-esteem And definitely not self-worth because your worth does not come from the world at all. Right, because in in all of these things that the internet was telling you to do, it was basically trying to build your self-esteem. But we've learned that our self-esteem is naturally going to fluctuate all of the time. And really, it's almost like we're not worried about our self-esteem as much. Because Mm -hmm. when my self-worth is rooted, which it is, because I don't have to do anything for my self-worth. Like, it is there. It is God-given, does not fluctuate. But when I, when I learn, learn those truths of who God says I am, the self-esteem part kind of just fizzles out a little bit. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's still there. I'm not going to say that I don't struggle with my self-esteem and when I don't perform well that, oh, I'm like, oh, whatever, don't worry about it. No, I, I definitely still struggle with that. But as a Christian, I'm slowly learning that my self-esteem matters less and less. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I have to go follow all these tips of the world of, oh, love yourself more, you know, self-care, do this for you, all of these things. Well, when you put on a biblical lens, it's not who I think I am. It's who God has already said that I am. That's what matters here. Yes. Okay, so now that we've kind of bashed self-love and self-esteem and these things, we're going to talk about why we think self-esteem 
is not necessarily wrong, but what is dangerous about it. And so the biggest problem with having high self-esteem or just constantly trying to feed your self-esteem, feed your ego, whatever, that all leads to pride. And we are told in the Bible that pride is a sin. Right. So like she's saying, it's it's feeding your ego. It's I'm going to try to love myself more. That's really the concept here when we're talking about self-esteem is how can I just not worry about my performance, but instead just love myself more? Well, that is naturally going to lead you straight to pride. And pride, I had it described to me in this book that we read before. It's like an overinflated balloon. There's nothing inside the balloon but air. There's nothing in this. And it's like the emptiness of our human ego. And a balloon, it can easily pop with one comment. Mm -hmm. It's poop and it's gone. Just gone. And pride, it leads us to go do diets that we find no pleasure in. It leads us to work jobs that we don't enjoy, that we don't have a passion for, just so that other people can see us and say, oh, wow, it's that pride aspect. And it, it causes us to work out and contort our bodies and to fine tune ourselves on social media. It causes us to do all of these things, even though we don't find pleasure in doing them, Mm -hmm. but it's just for other people. This is what pride is. And when I'm so worried about my self-esteem and how I measure up in the eyes of others and in the eyes of myself and just expectations of the world, it's going to lead to this pride. And I can't, you cannot live up. And it's not about loving yourself more. That's not the name of the game. Right, right. And kind of on the flip side with like the high self-esteem and the big ego is low self-esteem. And this is also dangerous and can also lead to pride. I know just like being a teenage girl, like all the time, the ones with low self-esteem, you always hear comments. Like they say comments about themselves. Oh, I just wish I looked like you. I hate the way my thighs look in these shorts. You know, like... All these different little comments and even these comments coming from low self-esteem lead to pride because they want someone to reaffirm them. They want like this whole look at me attitude. So the whole look at me, I'm doing great with the high self-esteem leads to pride and look at me, I feel terrible about myself also leads to pride. So either way, Self-esteem is just a very dangerous, slippery slope. Yeah, you can be on the high end of the spectrum and still be prideful and the low end of the spectrum and still be prideful. (laughs) There's really no winning here. But what does the Bible say about pride? What does God say about this pride thing? So in James 4, 6, it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And I learned this just a while ago. Um, Someone said, well, how do you know that someone is humble? And someone like had the answer of a truly humble person is like, here, let me give this, give this up for you. You can have this. It's mine, but like here you can have it. And they're humble and they're generous and they're willing to put themselves down so that you, you can be brought up, but that's not really a humble person. A humble person doesn't need to put themselves into the situation. Mm -hmm. A humble person is so worried about the other person. They're like, tell me more about you. Right. Tell me more about your life. Tell me more about how Jesus has changed you. All of these things. That's humility there. Mm -hmm. As a humble person, humility, you completely just fizzle out of the situation. You're just no longer there anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's not, oh, here, let me give this to you. No, that is not a truly humble person. So with 
Addie's explanation of humility, it makes me think of this girl that was on the cross-country team with me, but she was, like, a couple years ahead of me, and she was really good and got, like, a lot of attention for her success and whatever, but at the end of every race, like, she'd cross the finish line, top five, and then she'd just circle back and start walking the course backwards to, like, cheer for all her teammates that were still coming, and then I remember, too, like, I'd cross the finish line, and she'd come up and be like, oh my gosh, how did you do? How'd it go? And then I'd tell her, like, how my race went, and she'd be so excited for me and get all excited, and we'd celebrate or be bummed out, depending on how the race went, but that's what comes to my mind when I think of humility, because she was good, God gave her a gift, and she was always, like, asking me how I did, always encouraging me. There was never, like, oh, you did great, like, congrats, here's how I did. Like, I never heard anything about how she did. Right, she really lived out Philippians 2 verse 3, which says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others as more significant than yourself. Okay, so with all these problems about self-esteem and pride and all these issues, the biggest thing to remember is self-worth is what matters, and that is fixed. It comes from God, and so... If you have low self-esteem and you feel terrible about yourself, be fixated on God and how he has given you self-worth. And if you have really high self-esteem and you're very prideful, stay fixed on the fact that self-worth is what matters. Your self-esteem will change and God gives you this worth. Let's talk a little bit about how we fix some of these self-esteem problems. Right. I think it's less of how do we fix it, but how do we begin to just develop a healthy view of both of these topics, both mm-hmm. my self-worth and my self-esteem. And what can I be doing to truly live in who God says I am? Right. So one of the first things is just to read scripture, like we said earlier, and just begin looking in the text of who does God say I am? Like, mm-hmm. who am I? And really just pinpointing that out. Maybe even start a list, you know, today I read blah, 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 blah. And when this points out to me, this is who God says I am. And you write it down. And you can use sticky notes. Right. And I want to mention too, like when you're reading through, reading these things about who God says you are, it's not always going to like boost your self-esteem. It's not always going to be like, oh, God says I'm chosen and I'm loved. And yes, all those things are true and they're great. And it's such a wonderful feeling knowing that. But God also says in the Bible, you're a sinner and you need help. And that is very true as well. So take both things on each side of like the positive and the negative spectrum and take them both to heart because they are both true. Right. God gives us a good reality check in the Bible. Yes. Another thing we can also be doing is just praying and praying that God would give us a healthy view of self-esteem and self-worth. He is the author of everything here on this earth. So honestly, I think prayer is one of our next steps in absolutely everything we say and that's because it is so important ask the author of life into your life and Mm -hmm. say god help me with this i'm struggling trust me he can do it yes yes um and another thing kind of this is kind of backing up to the scripture point but just these things you read writing them down and whatever it also really helps to like memorize some of these things and some of these verses and just hold them in your heart and keep them in your mind so when Satan is trying to get in your head or whatever the situation may be like 
you have this scripture rooted in your heart and you can meditate on that. Right. I think that's something I don't do very well. I'm not amazing at memorizing scripture. And I, I truly desire to be that person that when that thought comes from looking on something on social media, oh, and my self-esteem goes oop, down, plummets. It's mm-hmm. like, no, my self-worth is rooted in rattle off the verse inside my brain. So that's right. something I definitely want to be getting better at. And on top of that, like memorizing, place those on your mirror. You know, if you if you struggle with your self-esteem, you know, when you look in the mirror, place those sticky notes there of that scripture to affirm who God says you are. Yes. And identify those spots. If it's always when you're scrolling on social media and you're looking at these certain accounts, okay, let's stop. Let's unfollow. Let's mm-hmm. no longer give the devil a foothold in our life. We have the power to unfollow accounts that yes. make us yes. feel a certain way. Exactly. And it would be healthy to do so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Um, and finally, just be grateful for the fact that you have self-worth. No matter how you feel about yourself, no matter what the world says, no matter what you do, you have worth. And just thank God for that. Thank him that he has given you scripture to turn to and find out more about your self-worth. And just I'm, I'm very thankful that God has my worth set in stone and there's nothing I can do to change it. Right. Yeah. So in a nutshell, we've got our two camps here. We've got our self-esteem and our self-worth and our self-esteem is fluctuating based on our performance, but our self-worth is grounded and rooted in Christ. So as you take this information away, let's stop. Let's pray. Let's think on this. Let's think about where my self-worth really comes from. And do I need to be getting the approval of the world? Mm -hmm. Honestly, no. Because when my self-worth is grounded in the one who created this world, why do I need the world's opinion to change and shape how I feel about myself? Exactly. You really don't. Exactly. (laughs) Anyways, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, I just, I pray that maybe God change your perspective on some self-worth, self-esteem issues in your life, and just that God will be working in your heart and um, he'll just be continuing to grow you in your whole walk with him. So anyways, if you like this episode, share it with a friend and we will talk to you all in our next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. As always, we'd like to remind our listeners that we're born into a broken world. With that being said, we're not perfect, and we ask our supporters to always fact-check our words and opinions on the one and only truth of the Bible. We would absolutely love to hear your episode suggestions or feedback. Check us out on Instagram by typing not me but you productions into the search bar. Thanks again for the love and support.